So welcome to episode 122 of the Equine Business Podcast. And this one is all about how do you protect your business from copycats? How do you make sure that actually you are in a position where you've done all that you can to stop other people from intentionally copying you? So are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome to the Equine Business Assistant Podcast, helping you build a better business to live life on your terms. With your host, Jenny Bush. So welcome to the Equine Business Podcast. My name is Jenny Bush, also known as the Equine Business Assistant, and I am here to help you to build a successful yet stable business. And today we're talking about how do you protect yourself from being copied? How do you protect yourself from copycats? And it is an important aspect of your business and your competitive edge and preserving your uniqueness of your offerings and your services and your products. Um, And it is totally, in this case, advisable to consult with a legal professional for specific guidance that's tailored to you. This is just me sharing some things that I know you could do, but for uh, and general strategies. But I would always do your due diligence, go and actually research these things and see if they are a good fit for you. And because these are just some general strategies. So what can you do? So The first thing that you can do is you can trademark things. So register trademarks for your brand name, for your logo, for other unique identifiers that can provide you with extra legal protection against copycats using the similar marks or the same industry. Now, I had this previously in my business bespoken for. Somebody did actually copy my brand name. And they put jewellery on the end, which I was a jewellery company at the time and um, copied my branding as well. But because I'd registered my trademark, I could prove that actually they were trying to trade off. So register your trademark if you can. Um, so like I have got the Stable Foundations Hub is trademarked um, and also you can use the 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 TM symbol as well to show that you you see it as a trademark. The other thing that you can do is you can look at copyright. Now, copyright protection can um, can be obtained in some places. You can secure copyrights, but actually, most people most um, com- most countries uh, are able to just give you automatic copyright protection. Now, there are certain things that you can do in order to strengthen your rights to provide evidence of your ownership. So you can add the copyright symbol. Um, you can display your name and the year of creation. Uh, because again, sometimes that's needed to say, well, actually, no, I did it here and, and there. Um, it's also important to keep records on that so that you can actually prove that it's not just you've added that, like if I added 2018 now onto something and, and I only just made it, that would be wrong. So you can register, you can actually like do things to make sure that it proves that the date is correct. You can register the copyright with some um, legal authorities. It's not always required. So um, most places will just give you automatic ownership of your copyright and, and they expect that. Um, always keep records. So if you've got uh, records of the creation, the modification, the ownership in your works, and again, when you're doing stuff digitally, that that tends to be in like the, the digital footprint of, a, of an image or a product or whatever. But that could also include keeping your drafts, keeping your sketches, keeping timestamps, keeping documentation um, that just establishes the timeline of when you did it and how you did it rather than just I saw that and then I copied it. Um, You can also um, license sometimes 
things that are copyright. So if you want to allow other people to use your work or, or things like that, you can draft licensing agreements and you can outline the terms and you can you can get some control over that still. But it's also really important to just monitor things around your own copyright and to be aware of things. And I've had people that just kind of copy copy my I've, oh, I've seen it as well for other people they just copy copy your text and then just literally paste it as them that is not okay copying photographs not okay all of that stuff really really important okay so patent patents i can never say that very well patents so if you're um designing things if you've got inventions um, or you have certain processes you could consider obtaining a patent um, to protect your intellectual pro property and this is going to prevent anybody from using making or selling it uh, without permission and you can um, yeah again get that and you, you often see it with people saying patent pending and that means they've applied and, and it's going out there but they, they're getting out there to get things going um, you can use also non-disclosure agreements so when sharing sensitive information with people so again if you've got people in your company or that you work with and you don't want them sharing um your your stuff um you can you can make sure that there's a, an agreement there so that they don't um share what what you're doing um and i have this with sometimes with some of my clients because they're like jenny some of this stuff we don't want to get out to our competitors um so there's a non-disclosure agreement in place and i i don't um i tend not to anyway share who i work with until who i work with is shared that they're working with me i'm more than happy for my clients to shout to the <laughs> shout to the rooftops that they're working with me but i won't share that i'm working with them unless they've already publicly announced i'm working with them so because i think it's important for that confidentiality if people want it so other things like trade secrets so uh, if you've got anything in the way of yeah your business whether it's formulas recipes um, manufacturing processes customer lists security things confidentiality agreements all of all of that stuff you can put things in place to prevent unauthorized access or disclosure like you can make sure that people are aware that that is a trade secret they are not to go and share share it um you also need to make sure that you're monitoring and you're enforcing things so if you do have any of this stuff in place in your business you need to make sure that you have a system too that will allow you to monitor and what you're going to do it should that happen so you can regularly monitor the market for potential copycats or infringements. There are online platforms like Instagram, Facebook, um, trade shows. They can all be areas that you can keep an eye on and watch. And if you genuinely find infringement, you're able to then take legal action and enforce your rights. And I've done a, a brief one on what I'd do if somebody was actually copying me. Um, yeah, the, the other thing I might do, what, what would I do if none of that worked? Like, yeah, then where would I go? I don't know. But um, that's kind of how I how I would do it. So check out that that um, episode if you're curious on how I would cope with it. And say, so this is all just my opinion. I am not a legal expert. I would suggest you get legal advice with a lot of this stuff because it is a legal issue. But you just need to be aware of it. And that's why I'm sharing it in this podcast episode now because I want you to do what you can do what you can do sorry I just need a sip of coffee there so um the other thing that you can do 
um, to protect your business from copycats is you can keep innovating, you can keep improving, you can keep up in your game because that way you're always one step ahead. Um, and I often refer to this, just get your blinkers on and focus on what's important to you. We've got to be intentionally not ideally looking around too much. That's why I said the, the monitoring and the, for, and the enforcement needs to be intentional. It needs to be intentional rather than I'm just looking sideways all the time for somebody that I could see as a copycat. But actually, if your focus is on innovation and improvement and, and keeping your, you up, up, yeah, there's no need to look sideways because you're just kind of like, this is my path. Don't, don't throw me off. And this will always help you to maintain that competitive advantage, to hold your gap in the market. Um, and it's such a tricky one because, again, the words that we use, competitive edge, competitive advantage, all of this stuff, it makes you feel like you're up against your competitors and you're not. And it's so difficult. It's like you've got to yeah, – you're doing your game. It's like if you're going to go and you're going to compete at dressage, yeah, do, how do you feel about the other people there? You know, do you genuinely or you just kind of like, no, I'm just trying to improve my score on last time. And if I get a, if I get a rosette, fabulous, you know, and that's kind of the way we've got to be seeing it. We're all just in the same ring and it's just we're, we're there for the joy and the fun and for the purpose. So um, I'm going to do more on I think I'm just looking at my podcast episodes that I've got planned here, like how to cope with your own competitor anxiety, uh, because when you actually get that um, stable, when you work out what it is that causes you anxiety, because I swear it's not actually them. Um, it's normally something else that's going on deeper down in you that you can solve and you can fix and you can stable up. And then actually you don't really see any, any threat from a competitor. So that's, yeah, we want to get you into a state where you're just kind of like, what competitors? <laughs> you know, I want you to get that to that level of energy. So, other things that you can do in order to help you to protect your business from copycats is just strengthen your market position, provide um, additional layers of copycats through yeah, partnerships or collaborations or yeah, trusted people. If you get your good circle around you, if you get your good circle around you, not only will they spot things for you so that you don't have to. And I saw this in one of the, the memberships that I'm in recently. Um, somebody had literally copied somebody's entire program in that membership and um and they were like is this is this is this is this a copy and 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 flashed it up to the person who had been copied so therefore it, they'd got the support but also it saves you a lot of time actually having to go around and look sideways at people so yeah you can you can do that and again when you build up those relationships and that trust and that that level Again, it really does help to protect your business. And I say, when I was accused of copying recently, um, I I genuinely knew I, I didn't have a worry because I had formed those strategic um, layers of people around me who are quite aware of how I work and how I do things and would just go, no, no. Um, so the next thing you can do is you can educate um, anybody that's in your in your business so you might have employees you might have clients um and and other people and so you're going to make them aware of potential risks of copycat activities and how we need to safeguard the business assets because again ultimately if you don't safeguard your business assets if you aren't stable in those things if they're not secure enough you, you could lose some really important things that help your business 
So always remember, get those intellectual property laws um, can vary depending on where you're based. So as I say, this is not legal advice. This is me just bringing a, bringing to light for you some things that you could possibly do. Um, and always consult with um, intellectual property experts, lawyers, co um, copyright experts, um, anybody that can guide you through those steps um, so that you can protect your business from those copycats. Um, and I hope that you found this useful. I hope it's it's been something you've gone, oh, okay. And again, yeah, be on, be on the, the lookout. So again, when I work with businesses to set things up or to start new programs, one of the things that we do as part of that is we do our vetting. So I'll be searching for those words. I'll be searching for those names. I'll be helping them to make sure that nobody else has got anything that they could be infringing either. So also for you, do before you just decide that that's your name, make sure that you've actually gone out and you've looked at what other people are doing to make sure that you're not infringing other people's and other people's intellectual property rights, trademarks, branding, any of that. You want to make sure that you stand out for the right reasons and not because people are like, oh, that feels like you're directly copying. And I think it's it's important, like if you go through the supermarket, for example, you'll see there are big brands. Um, go and look at the butters. Right? I'm going to send you to the butter the butter aisle. So when you look at the butters, you'll be able to see which ones are trying to position themselves against the big brands. Um, and this happens a lot with the supermarket-owned brands. Um, and you'll see how they've done it. And so it is quite clear that they're trying to position it against that particular product. Um, but they obviously get away with it. And that's against big, I mean, probably, uh, yeah, nationwide, global, I mean, yeah, like, go and look at Lurpak. See how many, see how many things that look like Lurpak. Um, yeah, it, you, it's just, so it is a tricky, tricky subject. You can easily, yeah, fall into it. And pr sometimes people unintentionally fall into it. It's genuinely can be a mistake, but just make sure that it feels like it's okay. You've got to a level where you're ethically, you ethically feel in your gut and your soul that you, yeah, you, you've done the right thing, that you're not actually trying to uh, infringe anybody and just, yeah, rise to be the best that you can possibly be. So I hope this is useful. As always, please let me know if this episode was a good episode for you. If it's been helpful for you, you can find me on Instagram at Equine Business Assistant or on Facebook at um, Jenny Bush Equine Business Assistant um, or on my website, JennyBush.com. Always remember that's Jenny with just an I. <laughs> Jenny with just an I. Because um, you'll be surprised how many people don't know that I am Jenny with just an I. Even my friends from school still spell my name wrong. And I left school a long time ago. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so just, yeah, I want you to be able to find me. Um, so, yeah, let me know if this was useful. Let me know if it's given you any, okay, I'm going to go away and try that. I'm going to go away and look that up. Yeah, so please look it up. This is just me sharing some possibilities for you to try and help you to bridge that gap from where you are now to where you need to be and I will see you really soon um, I've got a few episodes in this series you'll probably notice I don't normally do daily episodes but this is such a massive subject and I felt that it needed to be addressed so yeah so I've just got yeah a few more so my next episode is all about how to actually cope with your own competitor anxiety so if you do feel triggered by competitors 
I'm going to help you to stable that up so that it can stop. So that actually, you know, when you see a competitor, you know, you can stand side by side to them and not have any emotional um, fear, worry, anxiety, um, yeah, fear of lack, all of that stuff. We're going to we're going to see what we can do to clear that. Um, and of course, if you want to if you want help in your business, if you want me to actually have a look at what you're up to and how I can help you, do just send me a message and say, Jenny, how can I work with you? And we can chat about the best way. Or you can book in a counter to clarity call on my website at jennybush.com. Right. OK, I'm going to love you and leave you. And I will speak to you in the next episode. Have a great day.